Hello and welcome to the Found in the Forest podcast. I'm Craig Surhit. I developed this series around the feature-length documentary I created about the environmental school in British Columbia, which has had a real impact on how I feel about education. On today's episode, we'll touch on judging success, the transition to high school, and ultimately the hopes for the school through the eyes of the parents and educators. But first, how do you judge success in a school that doesn't give exams or traditional marks? Well, let's hear from the parents and teachers. So look, girls and boys, we probably named 10 things that we appreciated. And I know there were so many more things that happened out there. What, what I want to tell you I appreciate is two things. One, that you guys are recognizing when somebody's doing something good and you're willing to say it out loud. I really appreciate that. The second thing I appreciate is that I had a fun time walking back with you. You guys were on, you know, focused, you stayed together, you made it fun, and it was enjoyable. And I want to say thank you very much. Now, what's the, what's the, what's this thank you that Clayton uses? OCM. Okay, so OCM, OCM, you all see that, OCM? We judge success by how much he wants to come back every day. We judge success by the depth of the relationships that he has here. We judge success by his willingness to come to learning and his level of excitement about it. There's no drudgery around learning here. There's no sense of inadequacy if you aren't. There's only continued invitation to join when it's the right time for you. For us, the success is the, in the emotion and in the excitement and the connection that he has here. If she ever complained about having to go to school, I would say it wasn't working. And every morning I take her to school and she's never complained. She just loves to go. Uh, she comes back very happy at nights all the time. And so that way I figured it was working. I know that with my own children, I'm hoping that they grow up to be independent, happy, um, successful adults in whatever they choose to do. And that's what I'm hoping happens through the grades here, is that as these children grow and, and learn and work here, they, they develop the tools to be successful, so a positive attitude towards learning, understanding of processes to go through to get the, the learning that you want. And, and that when they're finished, they feel confident and feel like they're able to be independent learners that, that don't need me pushing them along or telling them how to do it next. Success means that kids are, are getting opportunities to be the best they can be. And success looks like engagement and uh, happy and motivated. Uh, I'm hearing stories from parents where, you know, the kids who didn't want to go to school are up and ready before the parents are trying to get to school. I mean, that's success. Um, the success around the learning piece is that they can do the things and demonstrate that they can do the things that we know are going to be uh, critical for them to be successful into the future. And I think that's one of the things that that, that particular project is giving kids or some of those, this is cliche, but the 21st century sk skills that you keep hearing about you know, they're able to make decisions, they're able to work in teams, they can critically think, uh, etc. Um, and they can do the math and the read at the level that they need to to be successful. So um, we will measure that by those kinds of uh, criteria, including the fact that, you know, if nobody wanted to go there, that'd be different than everybody's trying to go there. It, it's been a real catalyst that has shown us as a district, people want choice and they went different. And it's incumbent upon us, I believe, if we're going to offer education into the future, 
that we provide as much of that as we can. Different choice, flexibility. That's how I measure success. Currently, the environmental school is for kindergarten to grade seven. So for kids like my son, who by grade seven will have spent his entire educational career in the school, what does that mean for when he has to transition to a conventional high school? You know, one of the issues that we have to deal with sooner rather than later is after grade eight what happens, right? Can you learn like this and then have to learn like this? Because if that's harmful, then we have to sort of take it upon ourselves to say, okay, if we had a teacher who would grab this, then we could start funneling kids. Actually, it could be any school. Any one of our high schools could easily, right now, inside our legislation that we have right now, could grab this and take those kids out of the environmental school and do something much more aligned with what the kids are learning in the environmental school. And that's an issue we have to deal with. It's gonna be hard to transition over just from being outside all the time to kind of going back to a regular school schedule. So I'm inside a lot, but it's gonna be different, way different. There's gonna be a lot of people in the hallways and um, I'm gonna have to sit at my desk for like 15 minutes or something and focus the entire time and then have a five minute break to run to my locker, wherever it is in that huge maze building and then run to the other class or whatever. It's gonna be stressful and it's gonna be hard for me, I think. They all go to me, I'm gonna have a hard time sitting still and they all have gone for visits to high school and they come back and they go, it feels really closed or it feels stuffy. And so I can see that there's, they're going to have to start to learn to deal with how it feels to them and get wrapped around that. I think academically they'll do fine. They're learners, they have a good attitude towards learning and, and they kind of get what it takes in themselves to sit down and accomplish a project or, or something that they want to learn about. So I don't think that'll be a problem. They'll just be bored. It's just what's going to happen. They're, because they are going to have so many different problem-solving skills and skills to adapt to different situations that, so what, they throw a textbook at them that they've never used. They're going to be able to adapt to that, no problem. I don't have any worries for these kids in high school. I've taught high school. But I'm also hoping that these kids, because they get, are so interested in, and care about what they're doing, that they're going to bring their experiences into high school and like push themselves to include them somehow. And hopefully they can push their teachers too and get their teachers to grow as well. I think we have to start to work backwards. We know what works. We're starting to see some innovation in pockets all around the district at all levels. And the universities need, aren't as of yet. Um, I'm hoping that at some point that the, the new kind of student, the new kind of kid is going to really push the need because I think it's just a matter of time. You can't know what you know and keep doing what you're doing. So I think there's some move to look at graduation requirements in a different way. 
Um, we had a big forum on that, and I think even parents now are starting to say, what, what you were asking of kids isn't, isn't, isn't going to help them be successful after they leave high school, so you better fix it. So there's, there's push there. You know, the new kindergarten all-day program, play-based, is pushing from this end. Grad requirements are going to push from that end. I think you're going to see some changes. I don't see any way around it. The truth is, we won't know about the effects this school has had on our son for a long time. What I can tell you is that he is an intelligent, compassionate, and physically fit kid. And a lot of that I attribute to his environment, which includes a loving home, but also a school that believes that children need to grow and learn at their own pace, and provides them with daily experiences that are both memorable and challenging. So as I wrap up the series, I want to remind you that this has been a labor of love. So if you could take a few minutes to leave a comment on the show's iTunes page and help spread the word about this show, I'd really appreciate it. As I consider the notion of continuing to document the school and investigating all the new schools that have started to develop in British Columbia, it's really your comments and interest in this topic that will ultimately influence what I do. As always, you can download the documentary film that inspired this podcast series from the website found on theforest.com, and I still have a few DVD and Blu-ray copies for sale. I'd like to close out this series by hearing from the educators and parents talk about their hopes for the future of the school. Thank you for listening. My hopes are that uh, we can really see it through to the end, you know, as far as graduation from the school. I think the success of the school and the learning system, we won't know until 20 years from now when these five-year-olds are 25. I just hope that for other kids that they get to do that aren't here is that um, other schools can kind of get a better sense of maybe what we're doing and bring it to their classrooms more so other kids can get some of the experiences that we're having as well. I think it's really important. I'm very good at kind of going with the flow and new things. Coming into this, it, there was, it was a big question mark and I was really um, nervous on many levels because I just didn't know what to expect and there was no other school out there that I could go and look at and go, oh, it's, that's how they did it. And um, as I've gone into this though, it's been an, an incredibly wonderful learning experience for myself. And I, and I look around and I think, in three years, if it doesn't continue, what'll I do? Because I don't even know that as much as I love teaching the regular classroom, I don't know that I could go back in there and teach the way I did. I know I'd, I, if I went back into a regular classroom, it would be so different, and, and that would be, uh, I guess, another thing that I'd have to navigate. I hope that every child gets to experience some, something like this, whether it's a month or a year or their whole education system. I think that every child would benefit from something like this. So my hope for the school would be that it would continue to grow and my children can graduate from this school, and I, I hope that we can continue to share our story with everybody. More and more I'm trying to tell parents that want their kids to come here not to expect anything the same. It's different. We've got to figure out how to use the tools differently, how to, to look at learning differently, how to be part of that whole new or different learning process. This is just a brilliant um, idea. It's, uh, it's cutting edge. It's not for everyone and nor is anything. Right, so I'm hoping that we can find a way to sustain this as long as kids and parents are wanting it. I think it's incumbent upon us to provide something like this.